you know what? I got a butcher that I like. And he was like, hey, 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 Mr. Butcher, man, I will sell you this $10,000 piece for $2,000. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll do that. He was like, oh, I got a taste of this. Imagine being assigned to the Colombo crime family at the FBI. And you're like, great, what are we investigating? And they're like, McDonald's Monopoly. <laughs> exactly. Blackbeard was a successful pirate. He takes the other ship. Uh, Steed's crew is left with Steed. <laughs> 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 and so what does Steed do? Or what does Steed's crew do but ditch him and yeah, go to Blackbeard? Yeah, of course. Let's go already. Are you ready for this subject? No, no, no. Uh, my name is Will, not Daily. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we have a, a special extra guest today. Her, um, hopefully not on the podcast, but we'll see. Well, she's giving me puppy dog eyes. Her name is Daily. She's our friend John's dog. We're watching her for the weekend. Yeah. And if we put her in another room, she'll make a lot of noise. She will. And if we put her in this room, she'll probably also make yeah, a lot we'll of noise. We'll see. But she's super cute. So like, if she makes noises and interrupts your uh, podcast listening, just know um that it's worth it she's one of those dogs that if you look into her eyes she like she'll like put her ears down and like always give you puppy dog eyes no uh, matter what and then yeah. she always wants to go in a uh w-a-l-k she exactly. knows that word she knows the it, word uh, um, and then she, even if you've taken her on like 10 yeah literally like i took her on one this morning and then as soon as i got back in she like jumped up on the couch and just looked at me <laughs> i was like you wanted to come in <laughs> Um, okay, she's laying down. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, hey, everybody. Hey. <laughs> My name is Will Lentz. My name is Bo Rollins. And you're listening to Ready, Set, Fail. The greatest thing in the world. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Yeah, our show is. Yes. Yeah. It's about, <laughs> no. it's about failures. Damn it. <laughs> uh, and uh, the greatest thing in the world. It's very fun. I came in too early. <laughs> yeah, you did. It's all right. It's all right. Um, early in the morning. One more thing about Daily. Yeah. Uh, she, yesterday, I was watching Hard Knocks, the... Um, HBO show about yes. the Cleveland Browns. Yes, and they have a they have an office dog. And I swear to God, she paid attention to that part. Like when it came up, she like perked up and watched it. I love when dogs watch. And dogs. like I and I I I made a quick. Video have you seen that, John? Have you seen that? There's like a, a a meme of a of a dog watching its replay of its like uh like dog show competition. Like, oh no way! Like like running it, through like the like gates and its own video. And, like it's just like jumping up and down watching itself. That's it's, awesome. Dogs are great. Welcome to Ready Set Fail, where we talk about dogs. We don't deserve them. Um, um, I don't know who's going first this time. I don't either. Who went first last time? I have no idea. Okay. Uh, daily. Okay. No response from Daily. Uh, you go first. Okay. Cool. <laughs> uh, I'm excited to do this one. Um, this is a story that happened about. Uh, 19 years ago, mm-hmm. um, but like three or four weeks became uh, like a well-known story again, right? Um, because I think uh, the Daily Mail did a piece on it, and if the Daily Mail does something on it, then you know it's yeah. I made it on Twitter. Well, it, because it's interesting. Like gotcha. everyone started talking about it again. Um, they're like a tabloid. Yeah, for yeah. sure, for okay. sure. But they did. This is well researched. Um, Let and me discredit you please. right at the beginning of your Wonderful. fail. <laughs> um, so, do you know the restaurant McDonald's? Uh, we did a fail on it, so yeah, perfect. <laughs> Do you know their Monopoly game? Uh, I I have never played it, but I am. Aware but you're familiar of it. with it, yeah, right? Yeah. So that whole thing uh, ended up being a large criminal conspiracy, not done by 
McDonald's, but oh. by somebody else. Oh, yeah. I so, want to know this. Yeah, for sure. Exactly <laughs> right. Um, so before you know, like, kind of the criminal conspiracy part of it, you mm-hmm. know how the game works. It makes sense. It's how you would design the game. If you're going to do it, you give off a lot of pieces that don't get you anything, right. and you only print off a very limited amount of the ones that like match to get you a certain amount, or the, that are like instant winners. The pieces come off the cups, right? Yes. Yeah. And they're they're printed on the cups, or printed on like. Uh, fries or even like burgers. And at a certain oh, point, you can only get them burgers. from the counter. Yeah, well, not on the burger, but on the wrapper. <laughs> yes, Bo. <laughs> Obviously not the yeah, burger. Yeah, no. fuck you. <laughs> so they, uh, so so yeah, so they print off a lot of the ones that didn't win mm-hmm. and only print a very limited amount of the ones that did. So the way they decided to the way they worked on who decided like where these winning pieces were going to go is they would actually do like internal drawings. Um, as to like what city this piece should go to or what McDonald's this piece should go to. Oh, okay. Uh, Okay. And then there was one man that was in charge of taking those winning pieces to that city and giving them to the, like, and putting it on the cup. What? Yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. That and doesn't... you can easily see how this could become corrupted. Yeah, I feel like any other competition that's like, you know, like a bottle cap competition or one of those dumb ones where it's like, get points or underneath, you could win. Like, it's just totally random. Yeah, uh, it is. You can't choose. I don't really know why McDonald's (laughs) wanted to do it that way. Um, In fact, I don't even think it necessarily was McDonald's that wanted to do it that way, but it was Simon Marketing, which is the people that they trusted to run this uh, competition for them. So, like, can you imagine if, like, the jackpot or like the like the Powerball Powerball was like, which city should we give the Powerball to? Yeah, I mean, which Seven Eleven should get it? It makes it feel rigged. And I would be Super like, rigged. they're never going to make it happen in L.A. Or like they did just recently in L.A., so I will never go back. So, right, right, right. Yeah, so obviously they didn't really want that to get out. But but, but it did. They probably did it this way so that they could spread out the winners in a certain way. Right. Um, but I don't know necessarily why they did. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make a lot of sense. But right. that's what they decided to do. That's crazy. So this story goes and revolves around the criminal mastermind Jerome Jacobson. He's not really a what a name. Master. That's right. not real. I know, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, very well might not be. Uh, JJ. Um, he wanted to be a police officer from a very young age, uh, but he was dismissed. Like, he, he, he couldn't make that happen, so he joined the Marines, which I don't know why. I mean, because they just didn't they, believe his name. They were like, give <laughs> us your real name. He's like, like Jerome Jacobson. Like, nope, you got to go to the nah. Marines. And Marines are like, we'll take anybody. <laughs> uh, except for him, because he had high arches, so he was dismissed from the Marines. Oh, in his feet? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, crazy which, that that's still a thing. Yeah, it's maybe 2018. You might say high golden arches. Ooh. Ugh. Yeah. Boo. I uh, <laughs> wish it didn't seem like I wrote that joke, but it does. Uh, he became, but... How could it be seen as you not writing that joke? <laughs> well, I mean, it, if it, if I were like you, I'd be like, oh, this is. I just thought of this so I can throw it out because I haven't read this before. Oh, so but you... for me, since I, it was a joke about my own fail, it looks like I wrote in the footnotes. Gotcha, gotcha. Make a joke about... Uh, <laughs> So he then moved to Florida and he became an officer there. Mm-hmm. Um, but his body went bad. Uh, so his, he had like medical leave. Like he just had like his issue. body went what? It went bad. He had issues with it. <laughs> I don't remember what the okay. specifics were. I was like, okay. eh, whatever. But he could no longer be. He expired. An officer. Yeah, pretty much. And so in 1981, he moved to Georgia with his wife. Um, his wife got a job working security um, at Simon Marketing. Great. And he actually got a job like making building alternators rebuilding alternators okay uh his wife recommended him to get a job with Simon marketing he did they got a bunch of fights at work so they got divorced <laughs> um, but he kept the job 
and uh, and slowly like kind of made his way up in the uh, in the company. He became, okay, he became kind of a hard ass because when you're a police officer, that can't be a police officer, and you've always wanted that kind of power. That's what happens to you, right? And then you get kicked out of the Marines because of your high up golden arches. Right, then you just want to like, <laughs> oh, great joke, golden <laughs> arches. It's like McDonald's. It's brilliant. Okay. Uh, it. It. Uh, and so, so like. There were reports people were like, yeah, he would make us take our shoes off before we left to make sure we weren't stealing anything. He was just like a shitty guy to work for. Wow. Um, but because of that, high security, a lot of trust, right? Right, right. So he got put in charge of being the person that goes around the country delivering these pieces to people. Right. Um, he didn't really do too much with it to begin with, mm-hmm. other than like he was at a family barbecue one time and he just had some pieces with him and he gave a 20, like you instantly win $25,000 to like a brother-in-law just to be like, I wonder if I can do this. I just don't understand. Like he literally just has them and he can just like pass them out. Like they aren't like manufactured onto the cups. Correct. That's so weird. Agreed. (laughs) Agreed. But that is how it worked. He just gave someone $25,000. Yeah. Like that's how it started. That's crazy. So he did that first just to kind of see if he could. And then he was like, you know what? I got a butcher that I like. And he was like, hey, 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 Mr. Butcher, man, I will sell you this $10,000 piece for $2,000. And the guy was like, yeah, I'll do that. Just like, oh, I got a taste of this. I can make money doing this. What a weird thing to be like. I, I know, right? Like the first person that you're going to go to is your butcher. <laughs> but that's what Jerome Jacobson does. Um, so he, that was kind of his first, his first taste of like, I can make money off of this. Right, right, right. Um, also, way to undersell it. And you just gave the guy $10,000 and you only get 2000 Yeah, I mean, that's true. Well, we'll get there. Yeah, because um, yeah, he has an instantly, like he right, can right, always right, refresh right. this, basically. Um, and so... It was about this time, though, that he witnessed what he considered to be corruption at the McDonald's level that gave him the permission structure to effectively become a criminal. Um, whereas they were drawing uh-huh. like places for to win this, like to win a million dollars or whatever. Is this a public drawing? No. Okay. Because this is their them like determining right, 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 where right, right. where for it to go. Uh, and they drew a place in Canada. And Twist. Simon Marketing said no. Oh, we're not going to do or McDonald's said one of the others. They said, we're not going to have a winner be in Canada. Yeah. And right. Like, yeah, I get that. No, I get it. Like, they don't want their first winner to not be American. Sure. And also, like, I don't know. You got to deal with it. I don't, I, I but don't also, know. Also, Simon Marketing is doing this, not McDonald's. I, I don't know. I don't remember who was making calling the shots as to where these were going. OK. But either way, it was like a conjointed thing. Gotcha. Right? Okay, and okay, so okay. I think Simon Marketing was more like the security part of it. OK. Um, but either way. Uh, one way or the other, McDonald's had decided, no, we're not going to have a winner be in Canada. Okay. And 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 J- Jacobson was like, oh, this whole thing is rigged. I don't want to. That means I can rip them off too. If they're ripping people off, I can. You it's, already have ripped them off. <laughs> yeah, but it's about to get a lot worse. Um, and so like that kind of he was like, I'm going to take documentation of this kind of thing, and I'm going to hold on to it, and that's going to be my golden ticket out if I ever get caught. Like that they wouldn't let a winner oh, be in Canada. Wow. So he puts this in his file or whatever. Yeah, just wait. <laughs> and so the first thing he does is he steals a million dollar instant win and he puts it in a security deposit box. And he steals another million dollar instant win and he actually does something good with it. He puts it in an envelope and send it, sends it to St. Jude's. Oh, yeah. That's nice. It's like, that's cool. Did like, St. Jude's actually get it? Yeah, they oh, did. Wow. And they like couldn't figure out who sent it. Wow. They're like, they tried to figure it out. They asked for someone to like, and no one would come forward. That's yeah. kind of cool. It is kind of cool. go Jerome Jacobson. Yeah, for sure. Um, and so he's like kind of toying around with this idea of what he wants to do. Because he's not really a criminal mastermind. Like people say that, but it's like, he was just a guy that happened to get too high up. Hey man, he has that. 
piece of paper, though. Yeah, he's that's a mastermind. true. <laughs> it is true. <laughs> um, and he ends up sitting next to. He goes to an airport, and he ends up sitting next to a man named Gennaro Colombo of the Colombo like mob family in New York. Well. Clearly, this Daily Mail thing is a hoax. These names are not real. You can watch. What's that name? You can watch. This is insane. <laughs> you can watch a YouTube video, like a commercial that they aired of uh, of the McDonald's Monopoly game that has Gennaro Colombo in it, like saying that he won a free car. Oh shit! Yeah, and that was Jerome Jacobson. No, this is no, this is Gennaro Colombo, a, no, a no, mafia no. guy. But because of Jerome, yes, but Jacobson? because of Jerome Jacobson. Oh my god! Yeah, you can actually <laughs> see. That there's like a number of times where they're like, they're, these are people that have won, and you can see they like use them for advertisements. And later on, they were all connected to this guy. Wow. Yeah. So Gennaro Colombo is this guy that like his whole mafia thing is like he likes to try and scam on. Uh, like sweepstakes. Right. So he just happens to be sitting next to Jerome Jacobson. Oh my God. They talk about this kind of thing and Columbo's like, listen, I can I can make this big time. And so he gets like tapped into his like criminal network or whatever. And um and so what they would end up doing is they would like connect it to they would give a ticket to somebody. That person would have to go like three or four states away to cash it in uh-huh. and they would like get a fake address because they because most all these people were like either people that Colombo knew uh-huh. or people that Jacobson knew and so they would all be like centralized around the same cities so like you couldn't have like oh this person lived uh, like 12 people that live in South Carolina all happened to win like whatever. Oh, I see. okay so they would have to pretend like they lived in these areas that were drawn right so they would go and they would do this and and it was they were making, they ended up like starting to sell these tickets for a lot of money. The million dollar ones, they were like, Jacobson bought a house and multiple cars. Shut the fuck yeah. And like, I'm like, how do you not know? Like, something weird is going on. He's yeah. a security officer. <laughs> but that's crazy. But anyway, so he's doing this. Um, sadly, Colombo ended up getting uh, killed in a car accident um, that his wife was driving at the time. Ooh. And this is important only because the wife ends up, she's never been like, the most up and up person either. Like she's been in and out of jail after he died. She was in and out of jail. The, she felt no offense like to like mob wives, but like, are they up ever going to be upstanding? <laughs> citizens? I mean, that's a good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like I've never seen Sopranos, but I bet that's a storyline in one of them. The Probably. one that just wants to feel like she's doing right. Like she's, she runs for public office. Yeah, for sure. Um, so uh, the reason that they, that this is important is because apparently her like, his family never really liked her that much. And so she thought that they had it out for her. And so like what ends up happening down the line, Jacobson ends up meeting like after Columbo dies, he loses a kind of connection. So he starts to try to build his own network. Right. And he ends up building it like through like people. He met a guy on a cruise and that guy was like, sure, I'll do it, but I just want to see if it works. And then it worked. And he's like, oh, okay. And so he's like, I don't want to do any more of this because I'm too uh, like moral. But right. I'll introduce you to my friends who are less moral. Oh, my God. And it's also like, you're not that. You yeah, you're cashed not one in. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so he introduced him to like uh, a guy named Andrew Gloam, okay. um, who is, had like, he was like a poker player. He had already had trouble with the law. And the only people he knew were also degenerate. So it's just like he kept getting further and further down. And like he ends up giving one uh, ticket to a guy who had previously pled guilty to distributing 400 pounds of cocaine in Pittsburgh. Um, so it's just like he keeps getting involved with more and more seedy people. Jeez. Yeah. This and is Jerome now? This is Jerome now. Good Lord. And so it's just going to continue to be like, uh, this maybe wasn't just the best idea. digging and digging exactly. to find the seediest people. So the reason that Columbo's family not liking the wife is important is because 
a couple of her friends won. And then somebody tips off the FBI about this scheme. Oh. And so there's, oh, I see. we okay. don't know who it was, mm-hmm. but there's speculation that it was the Colombo crime family because they wanted to get back at his wife. Oh my his God. His ex-wife, like, his widow. Imagine being assigned to the Colombo crime family at the FBI. And you're like, great, what are we investigating? And they're like... McDonald's Monopoly. <laughs> exactly. And then everyone in the room is real quiet for a minute. <laughs> Except for one No, but like really, like, is it cocaine? From his, like, Diet Coke <laughs> from McDonald's. Um, and so, so yeah. So they get Just tipped off about that. a loud slurping sound from the straw. <laughs> so they get tipped off about that, and they start doing what you do in these kind of mob cases, which is something that we've actually... Uh, recently seen like Robert Mueller doing as well, which is like you start with the smaller fish right. and you see what information you get and you flip them and you just keep going yeah. until you get to the top. Um, so they notified McDonald's about this and McDonald's at this point had like kind of shut down the competition because it, it, it run through. They got what they because wanted out of it. they've been losing so much money because everyone kept finding these well, things. Well, but so no, because they, they, it was still the limited amount that they wanted to print. So they gave out oh, the okay. amount that they'd expected. Gotcha. They just gave them all to the same network. They didn't realize that. Right. Um, and so... Now that they knew that this was like, that this was a fraud, Mm -hmm. uh, the FBI had to be like, look, we have a lot of information, but we don't have enough. We need you to do it again. We need you to rerun the McDonald's contest and we need to track these people. And so McDonald's had a decision to make. Do we do this again, knowing that we're giving money to like people that have killed Yeah, the FBI wasn't going to fund this? No. Wow. Um, And also like open ourselves up to liability to get sued. Right. Um, Ultimately, they decide, yes, we'll do it. Because we want to get these people caught. And so the FBI ends up wiretapping some phones. Uh, they, I don't know why in the world, if you're Jerome Jacobson, you don't be like, this seems fishy. I'll stop. But he doesn't. And so he keeps trying to do it. Naturally. Um, he has some friends that like are supposed to win. They like try to cash their thing in. And McDonald's, like the FBI has McDonald's like delay payment for a couple of weeks and then tracks the phones of the people. Uh, and so like the payment doesn't come in and they call Jerome like, what the fuck's going on? And they're like, great. And so then they like track these people around. They able, they're able to figure out where one of the tickets goes to. That person tries to claim it. And they're like, was it, you know, this person at this fake address? And McDonald's is like, yeah, that's okay, cool. They see money change hands. Right. They arrest them. Uh, they all, like nine people end up in court. Uh, Drum Jacobson getting the like heaviest sentence. Um, I think he get, he gets sentenced to fifteen years in prison uh, and loses everything that he won. Wow! And has to pay twelve point five million dollars. Oh God, his yeah. life is fucked. Yeah, it is. I think he's actually dead now. Oh, um, but well, still. Sorry, yeah. oh, actually, no, he's not dead. It's just that name is now That's dead, true. and he, he is now that, operating. He burned his, that identity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and he is Donald Trump. <laughs> um, oh my God! What if that were how like Trump right. went down? Uh, McDonald's conspiracy. That would be <laughs> so apropos of the whole situation. Exactly. It would just be like you, you idiots. <laughs> the other conspirators were charged with like one to two years each and mm-hmm. hefty fines, which doesn't feel like that much, but I guess they're just defrauding a company. Like, right, and they all like, lost their money. Yeah, exactly. And uh, It's not like they stole? I mean, they, they stole. I mean, they stole. They stole. They committed fraud. Right. But, but it's like it, they committed fraud in a way where it's like, hey, we're giving away money, and then they found out how to get the money that they they was the being system. given away. Yeah. yeah. Um, interestingly enough, uh, McDonald's, after it was over, like after this whole thing came out, like they were like, we're sorry. 
we didn't know that. They fired Simon Marketing. They're like, we're going to do this better. We're going to do right by you. And every dollar that we give away to like criminals, people, yeah, we're going to give away to the American public or whatever. Uh, speaking of which, like the, the Canadian public. thing, the Canadian thing came up. Oh, uh, Jerome it? was like, I have proof that they did, didn't give it to Canada. I was like, cool. <laughs> like, yeah, we don't care that much. That's bad business. You did a lot worse. Like, <laughs> like they have no legal right. obligation. Right. <laughs> like, so it was like, you know, whatever. And then he's like, oh, I thought that was going to get me off. <laughs> no. You still stole $25 million. You just uh, revealed a marketing plot. Right. Right. And maybe like it was a bad decision, but come on. And, uh, and so, you know, they, they ended up giving a lot away a lot more money. They actually let St. Jude's, they, they honored the million dollars that went to St. Jude's. Uh, so that was like, oh, that's cool. Good. That's and then, cool. And then the rest of obviously they had to right. take back from other people. Right. Um, Did anyone actually like win legitimately in this contest? I'm sure. S- actually. Yeah. I'm sure some did. Cause yeah. I think there had to be like some, right. You know, they probably, they, they'd crazy. done it for everyone. Right, right. Too much, but, uh, wow, but that yeah. must've been horribly annoying to go through. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Um, and so <laughs> again, that FBI agent who's like, man, I'm finally going to go after him. Like goes home Columbo to his wife and kids. Tells him he's I got the big case. Investigating McDonald's monopoly. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, you know, that's, that's kind of it. I'm trying to see if there's anything. Oh, this is funny. The reason that this wasn't a bigger story, because like a story like this feels like a thing that everyone would like obsess over right, like right. In the, while they're going through the courts and stuff, is that the trial started on September 10th, 2001. Oh, whoa. Yeah. And then and when the next was day, the September 11th happened. Oh, and so Jesus. Like, All right, well, I guess we're not paying attention to the McDonald's wow. Monopoly conspiracy anymore. That's crazy. Yeah. Oh, man. I mean, damn. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. just dark. <laughs> yeah, but also like you know, that I because it definitely feels like one of those stories that everyone played Monop- the McDonald's Monopoly or at least was familiar with it. Right, right. Uh, I think it's always fascinating with like things that like could have been stories, but a bigger story happened. Right. So nobody cared. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like, the mafia was involved in this, and it yeah, was McDonald's. And the FBI. There was a Mormon guy that was involved in it. What it does just, that have to do with it? He was just, I don't know. It's just <laughs> like saying salacious. About Mormons. <laughs> I'm saying you have mafias, you have Mormons, <laughs> you have a guy named Jerome Jacobson, and you have not that delicious and hamburgers. nobody's paying attention. Right? <laughs> all, all because of September 11th. Yeah, um, yeah, so that's the the McDonald's Monopoly mastermind. Dude, that's conspiracy. crazy. I'm pretty wild. so upset that mine is like not as cool <laughs> as that one. <laughs> Mine's... I, th- I was like going into this being like, mine's going to be fucking cool because I like... It's a really cool category. <laughs> and I'm like, nope, yours is cooler. This is, <laughs> mine's just a history lesson. So if you are still listening, don't turn it off. Then it knows it's going to be good. Know, guys, too. look at your phones. Choose now. <laughs> Whose do you want to listen to? Yeah, that'd be um, fun. Okay, so mine is uh, I kind of just have started searching uh, for like the worst blank. And so uh, that's how I did the the last week's, which was the worst spy, which was those uh, that that Nazi yes 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 sabotage yes. mission Operation Pistorius. This is the worst pirate. Oh, fun! Uh, that is like the most worst famous pirate. Okay. Um, and so this is the gentleman pirate, Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. I like the gentleman pirate. That's a fun. The gentleman I'm pirate. A, I'm interested. Um, so early in the 18th century, uh, approximately like 1715 to 1720, uh, it was like what was called the golden age of piracy. The golden arches of piracy. Fuck I didn't write that one. Fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> uh, see, aren't you glad you so stuck much. around? <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I'm going to move on. <laughs> That was great. Thank you. Um, Thank you. In that time, it was considered. So in that time, it was considered like like it was 
like Robin Hoodie. Like people, like it was kind of folk hero-y. Like pirates were salacious evil guys, but like they were seen as more like folk heroes. <clears throat> sure. Um, because it was mainly like people who were pirates were, it was either like, it was a political move. It was a, like an economical move. Like, it, but like it was like, there was motivation to become a pirate. In most cases it was out of destitution and like, you just needed it. Like mm-hmm. it was, it was most pirates were criminals. They were people of lower economic class. They were still, like escaped slaves. Um, so it was really just kind of like a means to survive because at the time during British rule, there was like a huge separation between the rich and the poor. And so that, that gap was just widening. And, Seems familiar. Right? <laughs> we should be pirates. We fucking should. <laughs> um, and so, uh, so basically there's no reason for anyone who has money to become a pirate. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Sure. Enter the worst pirate in history, Steed Bonnet. Steed Bonnet. Of the Bonnet family. Of the Bonnet family. The famous Bonnet family. Um, known as the gentleman pirate because of his wealth, mm. um, prior to becoming a pirate, um, Steed was born in Barbados, which is uh, part of the Caribbean like islands, all right. of those, um, in 1688, and he gained control of his family's wealthy plantation and estate after the death of his father in, 19, in 1694, meaning that he gained a uh, plantation at the age of six. <laughs> So, uh, do you know who this sounds like? Donald Trump? Uh, <laughs> Triple H. Who's Triple H? Wait. Oh, shit. You're giving me a look. The wrestler. <laughs> okay. <laughs> His story is he comes from a wealthy background, but for some reason decides to become a professional wrestler. <laughs> this guy, wealthy background, is like, you know what seems it's cool? Just, Being a pirate. Oh, I'm going to no. do it. I'm, I'm going to let you have it. You were just Great. pissed that I didn't know who Triple <laughs> no, H was. No, I was more so just like sitting for a second like, should I really derail the podcast enough to make a Triple H joke? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I should. It's not a Triple H yeah. joke. It's for sure. true. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, so the Triple H of Pirates, I'm in. Moving on. I'm so in. <laughs> um, I also have my, my notes printed out for me today, so this is going to be... Uh, Different. Different. (laughs) If it will be. Uh, So in 1709, he married his wife, started a family, started a military career. Seemed like he was being a very good British boy uh, until 1717, when despite having no sailing experience or any reason to leave his very stable lifestyle, he became a pirate. Sure. there's a couple it reasons. Cool. It sounds awesome. Yeah, I get it. Uh, there's a couple reasons. I mean, this it, it honestly just sounds like a midlife crisis. That yeah, yeah. Oh, that's sure, just sure, what sure. it sounds like. Yeah, but he he left his family, left his wife. Like he was like done. It's like peace out, family. Historians believe he was like. There's records of him being very depressed at the time. So mm-hmm. people think like he did this because of his firstborn child died. And so he just never recovered from that, despite having other children all healthy and everything. He just like couldn't get over the death of his firstborn child. Mm. And so that's why he had to leave his family. Another reason, which I'm like, I don't want to be the thing, is that he was having marital problems. So people assumed he was gay. And so he left his family, which I'm like, I don't want to. I mean, I get it. But I'm like, Like, well, historians are like, well, he had marital problems back then. And if you had marital problems back then, you would just You had one option. (laughs) You were gay and had to become a pirate. Exactly. Um, and so I uh, weirdly prefer that uh, he was depressed about his son. Sure. Um, in 1717, rather than what most pirates do to become a pirate by stealing a vessel, gathering a crew that like you all like split the shares, uh-huh, uh-huh. he buys a boat. I love it. <laughs> so I was so hoping that was the answer. He gets a bunch of uh, he gets a bunch of guns put on it, uh-huh. and he uh, he pays like sailors a salary instead of booty, which Great. is like everyone takes a share of the booty. So he's not really a pirate. 
a pirate. He's, he's not. Just like he's a guy with a, a guy boat. Who owns a boat. He's honestly a rich kid with a train set that oh, just like wants amazing. to like, hey guys, come play with my sure. train set. Um, oh yeah, and the worst part about this whole childish endeavor is that what uh, what he names his boat, and it's what apparently a lot of boats were named at the time, and it's just revenge. Great. <laughs> it's just like amazing. I'm gonna buy a boat and I'm gonna call it revenge. <laughs> revenge. Hey man, uh, are you gay? No, I'm uh, impressed no, about my son. No, I named the boat Revenge. <laughs> How could I be gay? Um, so now, because he had like no sailing experience, his crew did not like. He was a he was in the military, but he was not a sailor, mm-hmm. and so his crew never respected him. <laughs> like he paid them, sure. so yeah, they yeah, liked yeah. that, but like yeah. never respected him. Uh-huh. Yeah, that didn't like stop him. Like they kind of they had a few successful rounds of raiding ships uh, along the. Um, like around the Caribbean, but like he wasn't too successful. And so after going up and down the Eastern Sea, that'd be so embarrassing to get pirated by this guy. I know <laughs> there's like one point where you're like, <laughs> cause he also like, he didn't dress like a pirate either. Sure. He was well-dressed. And so he just kind of seemed like this fancy pirate. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I'm doing it. I'm pirating. Like, no, you're not supposed to say you don't call it pirating. <laughs> He's the Michael Scott of Boston. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, um, so he he went up and down the eastern seaboard um, of the British colonies. He was also apparently very much against King George. So that's where like people think that it was a political move because sure. piracy was that. So he went up and down, and then he went on his way down to Nassau, which is a uh, a city in the the Bahamas. And that was like kind of a like pirate mecca, like a haven. Cool. Like it's where like pirates would go, which yeah. is like awesome. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Just for so sure. Like, I would go there. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's a pirate was, resort there now. If you wanted <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Um, so on his way down there, though, he ran into a Spanish man of war, which uh, is like a big uh, warship mm-hmm. and uh, like gravely injured his ship. Half his crew died. He was like badly injured in the leg. And so once they made it to NASA, Did he get a peg leg. No. Oh, that would be so on brand. Like, yeah. Oh no, I stuffed my toe. I guess I have be, to have a peg leg. It would now. be like a fancy peg leg. Too. Be, exactly. Um, <laughs> But once he made it to uh, once he made it to Nassau, he got a new crew, refitted his ship, and ran into uh, one of the most famous pirates, who I can't believe is actually a pirate. Like I thought it was just folklore. Blackbeard, amazing, which is actually a famous sure. pirate. I yeah, have yeah. no idea. Yeah, I always think that like Blackbeard's a dub name for a pirate because like, yeah, we all have Blackbeards. I do not. Yeah, but like mm. you're. <laughs> What are you trying to say? I'm just saying that there's probably three colors of beards out there. <laughs> Maybe four. <laughs> and people are like, yeah, this guy is like, wait, his hair? <laughs> That's it? Yeah, I mean, that is. It's like, you know. Just a silly thing. He's black hair. Right. The pirate. Exactly. It's like, you couldn't think of anything else. Like, this guy's the gentleman pirate. Mm-hmm. That's a unique thing. Mm-hmm. Anyways. Uh, so, since Steed was injured and Blackbeard was fucking goddamn Blackbeard, right. he, uh, Steed con- like, he conceded his ship. And captainship mm-hmm. to Blackbeard. So Blackbeard like ran the revenge. Um, and the two of them sailed up and down the eastern coast, pillaging ships and uh, creating uh, quite a good career of the... So revenge. they were like, they became buddies? Yeah, they became buddies. Like, I mean, I think Blackbeard's like the, the boss. Yeah, he's the boss. Steed, but Steed is like, yeah, yeah what's yeah, up? Yeah, once That's again, amazing. he's just like, hey, you want to play with my train set? And Blackbeard's like, so it's good. my train set now. He's like, cool, yeah, as long as we can hang out, buddy. But I just like to yeah, watch it. For so sure. It's great. For sure. Just don't make me go back to my wife. Like, I'm a real pirate. <laughs> Oh, this is great. Um, and so uh, by another captain who was being attacked by these guys, he was described as walking the deck in a nightshirt, <laughs> lacking any command, and still very injured. 
And so like they uh, knew it was I like, cannot. oh my is god, amazing. guys, we're being uh, we're being attacked by the gentleman pirate. And there he is. <laughs> Take out that scope, and there he is. Um, and so, uh, but in se- at the end of seventeen seventeen, also like his entire career lasted like maybe like three years, like very short. Oh really? Time. So okay. this is <laughs> sure. a quick timeline. Um, so by years end in seventeen seventeen, Blackbeard and Steed captured another vessel, and in December they separated. Blackbeard taking the new vessel, and at this time, uh, like Steed was like not still not a good pirate. He was injured. Blackbeard was a successful pirate. He takes the other ship. Uh, Steed's crew is left with Steed. (laughs) So what does Steed do? Or what does Steed's crew do, but ditch him and go to Blackbeard? Of course. So like Blackbeard, when they ran into each other again, Blackbeard like takes his crew. Yeah. And so Blackbeard betrayed him and he put another henchman in charge of the revenge. So now like, Steed is Steed is, still on the revenge? He's still on the revenge, but he's, he's just like hanging out permanently now. not allowed to do anything. <laughs> That's awesome. Which is probably cool with. Yeah, I'm sure he's fine with like, He's just like, no, I'm a pirate, guys. I totally run this yeah, ship. Yeah, I run it. Like, but do you, though? This is my boat. <laughs> this is my boat. Like, I'm the assistant to the regional manager. Right. Like, assistant to the regional oh, manager. Oh, no. So he actually what happened. Sorry. So the other henchman took control of the revenge and Steed had to go on uh, Blackbeard's boat. Oh, that's ship. Great. He had to stay as a guest on his ship. That's awesome. Which is like. Hey, so now this isn't even your boat. I've given your boat to my friend, mm-hmm. and now you have to stay on my boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like that's cool. It's we're, best, so we're best friends. <laughs> I know. He's just like guys. I just so this kind of is like Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Uh, you can continue <laughs> that bit. I don't I can't know how really, to react. I to don't it. know that much about <laughs> wrestling. Only kinda. Um, so. Uh, so Steed kind of went into another depression and like there's a lot of things of him saying like he just wanted to exile himself and he was kind of like, he knew now like, oh, my life sucks. Um, but after more rent ventures of raiding ships in the Atlantic and the Korean, uh, Caribbean, Blackbeard and Steed uh, eventually docked in what is current day North Carolina because of the pardon that the British government put out for pirates. And that pardon is, uh, it's called the Act of Grace. And mm-hmm. it was basically King George's like, he was like, Listen, pirates are never going to stop pirating because the threat is either stop or we'll kill you. Right. So, like, they had... So, eventually, this act of grace was, listen, if you... If you come in and stop pirating, we will pardon you. It's interesting. It's kind of like what we talked about last week with the uh, spies, where it's like the spies are like, you know what? We don't want to be spies. And we're like, cool. Cool. Good for you. Now, fuck off. Yeah. Go it's to like, prison for 30 it's years. Like, what? <laughs> and all of be, you die. Right. It's like we should do the like, oh, if you don't want to be a spy, cool. Yeah. Like, Turn well, yourself in yeah, and join whatever. us. Eat, eat at McDonald's. Um, unfortunately, that uh, that whole pardoning thing didn't really work out too uh, well. Okay. So maybe, maybe there's a reason <laughs> we don't do that. Um, because both of them went right back to piracy. Mm-hmm. Um, Steed now with his ship back um, after the whole pardoning thing he goes after Blackbeard oh no and he wants his real revenge I love it Um, but Blackbeard had kind of like stripped the revenge of a lot of the like when they were there he kind of like he stripped the revenge of all like of its goodies pretty Mm -hmm. much but Steed's rich. Yeah, I'd say. <laughs> so like, he's like, "I'm gonna refit the ship." The re-revenge. And Steed knows that he can't go back to piracy. For uh, like, if you do, now you can't come back. Like, okay. you can't take the pardon, go back to piracy, take the pardon again. So he's knows like that would make he's sense. gonna die. Again. Yeah, yeah, that makes yeah. sense. <laughs> it's like nope. I... Which is also why this plot will never work. Right. <clears throat> um. So so he changed his name to Thomas. 
Captain Thomas. He's not. Is that, he's uh, not Captain Steve Bonnet. Just, he's just Captain Thomas. That, <laughs> that's his name now. Okay. And he's changed his ship to the Royal James, which is also a political thing. So the Royal James had an okay career, um, but it was badly damaged in the summer of 1718 and had to anchor itself in North Carolina. And once local militia got word of this, they like acted on so, it. So. <clears throat> From what I understand, he is pirating again. He's pirating again. Just under a different name. Yes. Cool. Exactly. So he was like, I can't be a pirate again, but can I? Yeah. He was. Cool. He just kind of wanted to keep going because he's a pirate and you can't, you know, awesome. you can't yeah. take the pirate out of the man, but you can take <laughs> the man out I'm of the I'm in love with the sea. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so once local militia knew, they ordered crews and they went to go capture in, in what was known as the Battle of Cape Fear River. A six-day battle between four ships, three of them being British militia ships and one being the Royal James. After a wrong battle... Uh, long battle the royal james was eventually run aground outnumbered and sure to lose and so steed ordered the ship to be blown up but remember his crew doesn't like him so they're like no dude now we're good no we're good yeah, we're, gonna <laughs> blow this up. we're not gonna blow this up <laughs> sure uh volley on them because they all got captured and uh, well. you know since they're being pirates again <clears throat> they get the death sentence oh no they so they were up. imprisoned yeah i know right should just yeah uh, fled so in october of 1718 they were all uh they surrendered and were imprisoned and now it seems like the end of the story there was uh one more twist <clears throat> when in charlestown uh, charlestown present day charleston mm, okay uh south carolina steed and his sailing master david harriet negotiated with a local merchant and they escaped which is like awesome wait you're He's kind of good at what he does. Sure, kind of. Um, so, and immediately a bounty of 700 pounds was put on their heads, which I did not look up the current day math of, but I can assume it's a fuck ton of money. It's probably a lot more. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were shortly captured after a few days. Um, in his trial in South Carolina, Steed did what he did his best, and he pretended to just kind of like think he could represent himself. <laughs> he became a lawyer now. Great. And so which was he lawyer Thomas or was he <laughs> lawyer Steed? Lawyer. Cuz those are two different things. That would be great. Um no, sir Steed, you're no no no. No, no I'm lawyer Thomas. Lawyer now. Thomas. I am interviewing Steed. <laughs> He's like running back I'm, and forth. Yeah. That's great. So in November of 1718, he and his crew were all found guilty, piracy, and sentenced to be hanged. Um, he was separated from the rest of his crew. His crew got all strung up and mm. hung. Um, and while awaiting execution, Steed kind of begged his for his life to so many politicians. And since he was like a man of wealth, he kind of got like the public's uh, like side, like they, they, their favor. And they're sure, like, it sounds yeah, like D.B. Like, Cooper. Kinda. He's like one of us. Like he was just kind of like trying to live his life, be a <laughs> renegade. Like that one bus driver. Do you remember that story? Like happened like a year or two ago that a... Like uh, a city bus driver just like left and went on a long drive no, down the coast awesome. and he became like this folk hero. <laughs> Great. I mean, it's like, it is like D.B. Cooper the way where yeah. it's like, yeah, yeah. They, sometimes like, you, you're classy and you right. commit <clears throat> you a crime. Do it right. And, you, and it's cool. Um, Criminals are cool. But this is the colonial government, which doesn't give a fuck about what the public thinks. Mm -hmm. And so in December 10th, 1718, Steed Bond was hanged for piracy, ending his career and life as but a pirate. But really, that's probably like all he ever wanted. Honestly, he became probably. a real pirate in that moment. <laughs> I wish awesome. I could look up what his last words were. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think is really funny about this is the I idea never loved of like. my wife. <laughs> but it was just, I was sad about my son. I'm not gay. <laughs> uh, is that 
this rich pirate seems like a really shitty improv scene I would watch. Right? <laughs> Where it's like it it's like does. a group game and like the one guy is the rich pirate and the crew are all like, but we're poor. <laughs> he's like, but, but get a- me the rich things. <laughs> it sounds terrible. I'm a fancy pirate. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but and that's so funny. That I is love the it. career. And I like nothing really said like there were like a couple blogs that I found like piracy blogs, blogs that were dedicated to like talking about pirates. Yeah. And they there's like, a, this one was like, this is awesome. the stupidest pirate ever. Like, I love he it. Just sucked. So like people who were just like broing out over pirates. I was like, this in dude pirate sucks. circles. Yeah. In pirate circles. He is known for being right. bad. He's known for being a very bad pirate. That's awesome. And uh, I just think it's funny. I don't think he ever like, I mean, he obviously never got his revenge on Blackbeard and I, uh, I'm sure I could do uh, more research into what is what happened to Blackbeard. Sure, but like it was just it's love that he was like, I'm going to be a pirate. Okay, I'm going to take your ship. Okay, cool. I'm still going to be a pirate. Okay, now you're on that ship now. Okay, <laughs> now I'm kind of sad. <laughs> well, now I'm now I'm pirate. Thomas. I don't want to be a pirate anymore. <laughs> I'll be a pirate again. Uh, it didn't work. I died. Now I'm dead. Uh, that's really funny. Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun one. Yours, I I, I, I think you're both very good. Yeah. Thanks. Well, you don't have to No, I legitimately very much enjoy this Choose now and vote. Which one you like more? Uh, The winner gets to keep on the The podcast. podcast. (laughs) The loser dies. Gets more free time (laughs) in their mornings. but thanks for listening. Um, Good job, Daly, for not being too uh, too loud. She's yeah, she's so, a treat. She spent the entire podcast trying to find. She has like a little bone treat. Mm-hmm. She tried to find a place to bury it. So she was like behind our curtains for a second but our, there. Our apartment is just too clean. No places to <laughs> no places to bury it here. Uh, she was probably like, God, this place is a mess. <laughs> I won't be able to find it anywhere. Uh, Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, uh, another shout out to our friend Clay, who didn't provide any research. I don't think on either yeah. of these. Yeah. Um, I think uh, there. I still need to listen to uh, that fan podcast. I heard mm-hmm, it's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you would like to send us an email or a suggestion for a fail that you want to do, or a personal fail, or just your personal notes that you want us to read on the podcast, sure. Email us at Ready Set Fail Podcast at, at gmail dot com. Or oh. tweet us at Ready Set Fail Pod. It's always easy to get the first one or the second one because you yeah. know it's not. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. other, you're just like, which one is yeah. that? Yeah, because for um, some reason we decided to do, do different things. Right. Go on iTunes. Uh, rate us. Subscribe. We uh, actually got some. Uh, we got some reviews. Did we? I'm well, not, I mean, I, look I looked yet. and I was like, oh shit, we got five stars. I did, oh, nice. It's probably like three people, but hey, you know what? That's fifteen stars. Hey, Amen. We're building that up. We're d- we're doing it. Uh, thanks. Thanks for listening. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs>